Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, leveraging partnerships to promote flu vaccinations among duly eligible beneficiaries during COVID-19. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on November 2nd, 2021. In this podcast, Bob France from Aetna Better Health and Jamie Galbraith and Monica Gossett from UCARE provide health plan perspectives in promoting vaccinations. I wanted to begin by asking you about how Aetna has adapted your messaging this year. How has your approach to promoting flu vaccinations for duly eligible people shifted due to COVID-19? Sounds good. I want to start with a quick overview of our member outreach strategy in general, which is to promote flu vaccinations involving a combination of tactics, combining direct member outreach, encouragement from care managers, and community-driven tactics. We found that all of these tactics together contribute to our overall campaign success. Within our member outreach approach, we engage members at several moments across their flu season through a range of channels from direct mail to SMS to outbound phone calls to bag tags at the retail pharmacy. And and starting this year, we'll be adding email to our member outreach approach. And across these member outreaches, we employ behavioral economics principles designed to incorporate different ways to motivate members. In one outreach, we highlight the opportunity to join with other members and care managers to fight flu together, also known as flu fighters. And in another, we highlight convenience and the opportunity of getting a flu shot as part of an upcoming PCP visit. And one other piece of our model is that we've recently launched a predictive model which identifies members who are less likely to get a flu shot on their own. We use this model, which incorporates prior flu claims, member age and ethnicity, geographic area, past interactions with healthcare, et cetera, to generate a likelihood gore of getting the flu shot on their own. And then earlier, we've added email to our lead of channels we're using to reach out to members. We've also noted that key takeaway to expand the timeframe for flu season, starting our outreach in early September, running all the way through March. And then, as several others have mentioned, we recognized an opportunity to encourage members to get both their flu and COVID vaccinations at the same time, and we've been encouraging members to, to do so as part of our materials. It's still too early. We don't have evidence on how this is working yet, but we do have anecdotal evidence from our member advisory committee that members have been very engaged about the idea of co-administration of flu and COVID vaccines. Thank you. Thanks so much. And uh, just to follow up on that, how do you work with your community partners and other organizations to promote the flu vaccination? On the community partnership side, we work in a few different ways. One way is we provide direct sponsorship of flu vaccination clinics or educational campaigns that other organizations are hosting. We also participate in a variety of local educational events. They might be at local clinics, community centers, agencies on aging, et cetera. And at these events, we provide additional on-site educational materials highlighting the importance of flu vaccinations. We also communicate details of other flu vaccine events through flyers and other outreach methods to ensure members are aware of all relevant information. To give you a little bit of a taster of of some of the examples of local flu events that Aetna has participated in using Illinois as an example, one event we've participated in is the Boo to the Flu Fest which was a combination of multiple pop-up flu vaccine clinics occurring simultaneously around the metro Chicago area, really focused on a fun and festive Halloween and fall theme to engage people on getting their flu shot. 
And another that we participated in was working with the organization 100 Black Men of Chicago to host a local health screening event on the west side of the state that included free flu shots, seminars, sports physicals, activities and games for youth and seniors. So trying to engage people while also combining that with flu shot opportunities. Thanks. And one more quick question. What's been the most effective this year in increasing access to the flu vaccinations and increasing uptake of those vaccinations? Yeah, it's a challenging question because when we've gone to evaluate the impact of our various flu strategies, we've found that there really isn't one tactic that's especially effective. Looking at last flu season from 2020 to 21, we saw that in aggregate, all of the various direct-to-member tactics I mentioned earlier drove a statistically significant or 8% increase in flu shot compliance as measured compared to a control group who didn't receive any of this direct-to-member outreach. And when we looked at each of our different waves of outreach across the season, that could be ranging from our pre-commitment calls at the start of flu season to direct mail reminders through the flu season, each of those individual tactics actually showed incremental lift on its own. So our key takeaway around what's most effective is basically taking advantage of a variety of outreaches and variety of messaging, spreading those messages across the entire flu season rather than relying on just one tactic on its own to encourage flu vaccinations. And just to kind of elaborate on that a little bit further, we've tried, especially our takeaway has been leveraging different channels to diversify how we reach out to members and diversifying those motivating factors and using different behavior types like convenience and teamwork to try to drive members to improve their compliance. Thank you so much, Bob. Appreciate that. And I'm going to throw in one additional question. Folks have been asking about the impact of using incentives with members. And I noticed that as you were listing out all the different components, you didn't mention member incentives. Have you all incorporated that at all? And if so, was it effective? Yeah, we have not implemented incentives in our program, so I can't speak to whether it's been effective. Our hope has been to use other tools, kind of more motivational and messaging related than dollars themselves to try to encourage compliance. So I don't have any good response for whether incentives are useful or not to driving behavior change. That's actually a very good response in that it indicates your approaches have been successful for you all in increasing flu vaccinations without the use of incentives. There's some study that came out recently that shows exactly the strategy that they were using is actually the most effective strategy and that incentives don't necessarily provide really always result in the intended outcome. And there's some other studies that show that too much of them or using them in the wrong way can actually cause some harm. So it's something that we advise to be very thoughtful about how to use incentives in a clinical setting. And I'll share that recent article with you so that you can share it with the rest of the participants as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was a direct question that had come in from two or three participants, so appreciate the response to that. Now I'm going to quickly turn on the next slide to introduce Jamie Galbraith, the Quality Improvement Associate Director with UCARE, and Monica Gossett, Community Outreach Manager with UCARE. And Jamie, how has UCARE adapted your flu vaccination messaging this year? This year, UCARE has focused on messaging and outreach interactive voice response calls, or IVR calls, and these prompt members to receive their flu vaccine. In these calls, members can also press 1 to speak to a live person, which has proven helpful. If a member would like a live callback, an engagement specialist will reach out, and the engagement specialist can provide more information and help the member with scheduling an appointment, as well as transportation if needed. We also use email and postcards for member outreach. 
We also have member engagement specialists that work on calling members to prompt on preventative screens that they're due for. So some examples would be like your mammograms, colonoscopies, annual wellness visits, dental, et cetera. And at the close of the calls, the engagement specialist will ask the member if they've received their annual flu vaccine. Education is provided to the member on the importance of getting their flu vaccine, and additional assistance is provided on scheduling or where they can go to get their vaccine, and then as well scheduling transportation. UCARE also uses social media, and we partner with pharmacies to include vague tag reminders about the flu vaccine. And then one unique partnership that UCARE has done is we partner with WellShare, which is a local organization that supports community health workers. And we've done Among and a Somali live TV show with known medical providers from those particular communities. And then the live TV shows are also posted to YouTube and Facebook for members to watch and receive the education on FUSHA in their native languages. Thanks. And Monica, how has the UCARE approach to promoting flu vaccinations for duly eligible people shifted during COVID-19? Well, we realized that people need to get their flu shots in a way that felt safe to them. As a result, in 2020, we held our first drive-through flu shot clinic at the State Fairgrounds, a well-known place to Minnesotans. We partnered with local TV stations for media coverage and marketing of the event. We also held a similar event this year that was on a smaller scale, but still a big success. At UCARE, the Quality and Community Outreach Department partnered together to stand up a program in which we deploy a 37-foot mobile RV that we call the UCARE Health Mobile, and we use that as a mobile vaccine clinic. We partner with community organizations to bring the Health Mobile to their location or event. We've brought it to churches, food distribution, community-based organizations that serve a specific population, such as American Indian, Hmong, Somali, Latino, and we bring it to health fairs. Sometimes it is part of an event, and other times it is the event. They hold a flu shot clinic or a COVID clinic or both, and the vaccines are given aboard the health mobile. Great. That sounds really good. How do you work with community partners and other organizations to promote the flu vaccinations? We like to partner with community organizations and diverse populations to assist them in holding flu vaccine clinics. Often they have small staff and aren't able to handle something of this magnitude on their own. We coordinate the logistics of the event, we bring the vaccine, and nurses to administer the vaccine. And we try to hold these clinics in a place where people are comfortable and is familiar. We often add an incentive such as we distribute culturally appropriate food boxes, we bring a, a trinket that people would like, and sometimes other giveaways. An example of this is we have held several flu shot clinics in a Somali mosque and we partner with Somali leaders to publicize and promote the event. We also had a popular Somali Olympic athlete appear at the vaccine that helped attract people to attend. Trusted voices help them feel comfortable to get the flu vaccine. Thank you so much. And Jamie, what's been the most effective this year in increasing flu vaccinations? Yeah, I would say our partnerships with the community to increase flu vaccine rates for both members and the community have been crucial. Existing partnerships have been very helpful. While it is difficult to measure a one specific approach, our most unique programs are the partnerships with the community and community organizations to host vaccination clinics and our mobile health van. It is important to remember that there is no one-size-fits-all approach, and it's helpful to target our populations and the community. It's good to know what is going on within your area. For example, if there are cultural events in the community, consider reaching out and offering flu shots to attendees. 
Thank, Thank you both. both. Really, really appreciate it. it. And we, we had, had a question come in asking for more information about those pharmacy bag tags. Could you expand just a little bit on what's included on that, how that works? So we partner with one of our local pharmacies, so when our members are coming in to fill their prescription, they receive a reminder about their flu shot. It just gets stapled to their prescription bag, so just kind of a bag tag on get your flu shot. Wonderful. Definitely appreciate that. Thank you both, and we want to thank everyone for participating today. Please be sure to check out slides 48 through 51 at the end of the deck for all of the resources and references that were mentioned today. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare and Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.